0: Thank you, by the way, for uh, hanging out. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me be a part of your day. I do appreciate that. Remember, get the podcast so I can be a part of every one of your days, on repeat if necessary. It's right there. It's part of my name. You can't spell repeat without Pete. Just saying. Get the podcast. WBT.com. Any major or minor and anywhere in between podcasting platform. All righty. So don't call it a ban. Well, because it's not. Yeah, the new law that the North Carolina General Assembly passed, overriding the governor's veto. The House voted 72 to 48. The Senate voted 30 to 20. I've got the audio. I mean, I watched it, so you didn't have to. So here's here's how it went down. First up was the Senate vote. And now the Senate has all of the—it uh, it has a supermajority of Republicans. So this was— uh, less likely to be up in the air, right? This was, this was more of a, and by the way, I need to point out, I, for one, am totally surprised that Governor Ray Cooper, my good friend Ray, that Governor Cooper's, um, harassment is targeting of these four Republican lawmakers to try to bully them into changing their votes. I am surprised it didn't work. Not really, but no, I, I mean, I'm sure Cooper is surprised He's got to be just a teensy-weensy little bit surprised, because usually that tactic does work for him. I mean, it's usually aimed at Democrats, and they fold for Cooper, and I've heard people suggest maybe now they won't be so willing to cave to whatever Cooper demands. I'm not so sure, but we'll see. All right, so first off, I want to start with Amy Gailey, State Senator Amy Gailey. She's um in the well, Senate, and she gave, a, she gave a top 10. Remember the old top 10 list, Dave Letterman's top 10 So here are the... Top 10 things about Senate Bill 20 that are true. Number 10.
1: This bill keeps abortion safe, legal, and rare, protects women's health, and provides resources to families so they can choose life. We studied what has happened in other states since the Dobbs decision, and we worked hard to avoid unwanted consequences, particularly when the mother's life is in jeopardy. An ectopic pregnancy or stillborn child can still be treated with appropriate care. Number nine, a restriction with exceptions is not a ban. A ban means that you cannot do something. (laughs) <laughs> when the EPA banned DDT for use as a pesticide, they did not create exceptions. They banned it. Right. So you cannot use DDT anymore. When the state's leader goes on national television mischaracterizing this bill, it's obvious that his antics have nothing to do with the bill itself, and there's another purpose. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to the eighth truth. Number eight. The Democratic Party is bought and paid for by the abortion industry. Within moments of the press conference when we announced the conference report for Senate Bill 20, Governor Cooper and Attorney General Stein emailed fundraising blasts begging for money. You can bet that in the months to come, the Democrats will exaggerate and lie about this bill in a desperate attempt to capture dollars. Look at the campaign finance reports filed by Planned Parenthood PAC-NC. Their 2022 third quarter report shows they spent over $1.9 million in five North Carolina Senate races, five races for Senators who are sitting in this chamber right now. That's a lot. That kind of investment in five Senate races is remarkable. Mm-hmm. For context, remember that a Senate district has 205 to 210,000 people in it. Number seven. An unborn baby, at some point during the pregnancy, becomes a person who deserves the protection of the law. True. An unborn baby is not a sack of cells in a uterus. It is not a cancer. It is not a parasite. Number six, there is a moral component to the decision to have an abortion. At some point, it's not just a doctor and a patient in an examining room sometimes the government does regulate a doctor-patient relationship physician assisted suicide is murder in the state of north carolina Mm -hmm. there can be no sexual relations between a doctor and patient it's unethical even if both consent wait what if a doctor has sex with a patient it is reported to the medical board Uh doctors can't prescribe whatever medicines they deem appropriate there's limits on pain medication fraudulent prescribing or drug diversion is reported to the medical board Mm -hmm. this bill does not criminalize abortion if a doctor performing a surgical abortion violates the law there is guess what a report to the medical board to claim that what happens in the examining room is always only between the doctor and the patient is patently untrue when there is a greater public interest at stake when, such as when there is an unborn child, the government must intervene to protect that life.
0: Right. So all right, she's only gotten she's gotten through uh, like four of them, uh, 10 through six. But here's the, here's one of the keys in every one of the speeches last night by the Democrats. I watched all of them. They never articulated, and this has gotten some of the leftists, uh, the more like insane ones on Twitter. This has gotten them all riled up because I posted this on Twitter because it's true as much as they say it's not true. But they articulated a principle of abortion on demand through birth. They never said that because they that that would be icky. They don't want to say that, but they can't they can't uh, espouse any restrictions because if they do. Then they get the heat from their radical left-wing base, right? The abortion industry that funds them, and Gailey is exactly right on that. They they cannot anger that industry, right? So they can't say if they are okay with any any kind of restrictions. They can't say that. So what they in all of their speeches, what you have is this constant refrain that any infringement on a woman's Right to choose is wrong. And that is a principle that has no guardrail, right? That takes you all the way up through birth. They won't say it. They didn't say it specifically, but they articulated that principle. All right, so where were we? We were on uh, next up, number five. Number five. Number five, yes.
1: Codify row or a viability standard is unworkable. The Supreme Court in the Dobbs decision said some things about the viability standard and Roe that Democrats claim to support. Page 53 of Dobbs, quote, The viability line, which Casey termed Roe's central rule, makes no sense, mm-hmm. and it is telling that other countries almost uniformly eschew such a line. Chief Justice John Roberts, concurring in Dobbs on page 5, quote, In short, the viability rule is and always has been completely unreasoned and fails to take account of state interests once, since recognized as legitimate. If Democrats really want to codify Roe, then why do they vote against a born-alive bill?
0: That is a great question. That is a great question. Why would you, if if the point is uh, viability, That's what Roe said, right? This viability. Now, KCV Planned Parenthood upended that, but the codifying Roe, we want to codify Roe. Oh, so viability. Okay, then, in a botched abortion, the baby gets delivered, save the life of the baby, because it's viable, and Democrats refuse to sign on to that. They oppose that measure, too. This is what I mean. They will not articulate any restriction whatsoever. They will not go on record in support of a single limitation. And then they get mad when you when you point it out. When you notice. When you say you guys are you guys are against any kind of limitations. No we're not. No we're not. Don't you dare say that this is that's a lie. And and they I guess they think that if they just keep screaming liar long enough that I'll that I'll stop pointing out the truth. But I won't.
1: Democrats cannot complain, claim to support a viability standard for abortion than allow the neglect and ultimate death of a child who survives an abortion. In fact, the North Carolina Democratic Party platform for 2022 on page 24 says, Uh Uh-oh. Women demand complete control over their bodies and health care decisions. We believe that a woman's decisions regarding pregnancy should be her own choice and not that of the government. There you go. There's no mention of a viability standard in the North Carolina Democratic Party platform. Only a total and unrestricted right to terminate abortion. Complete control without a cutoff at any point. The vast majority of people in North Carolina do not support that.
0: Right. Complete control. It's only up to the woman. That's, that's what the state party platform is. And when you point it out to these Democrats, they get mad. <laughs> they get mad. So, uh, Democrats, I welcome the opportunity for you to make this a campaign issue. I welcome it. Because whether or not I agree with the specifics of this bill, and like I, me personally, I I believe life begins at conception. And so this doesn't go far enough for me. But I recognize the realities where the Overton window is in our state politic. I, I understand that. And you've got a Republican majority, supermajority, and they are able to advance the ball to get, you know, half the loaf, 70 percent of the loaf of bread. And maybe they come back later and fight for more of it down the road. We'll see. But you guys acting like this is somehow a total ban and this is radical. It's absurd. This is where most people are. Elective abortions in the first trimester. Exceptions for rape and incest through 20 weeks so 5 months 5 months 6 months through the second trimester establish an exception for uh fetal life limiting anomalies and then if there is ever a risk to the mother's physical health then that's throughout the entire pregnancy this is where most people are but you would think you would think that like this is i don't know some sort of uh was it The Handmaid's Tale or something? It's, well, actually, they do think it's that. They were posting pictures of the women in the red cardinal suits or whatever last night. Like, oh, my gosh. Is everybody on the North Carolina political Twitter hashtag a theater major? My God, it's just constant performances. consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful Downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. All right, so going over the uh going over the audio from the North Carolina General Assembly, both chambers, Senate then the House overrode Governor Cooper's veto. State Senator Amy Gailey was going over the top 10 things that are true about SB20. And where we left off, I think, was uh, number four. Number four. Yeah, number four. In-person
1: appointments. Health and safety requirements for abortion providers in the first trimester are common sense, reasonable, and already applied in multiple other medical settings. A lot of noise has been made about the in-person appointments. Medical abortions require two separate pills taken within 24 to 48 hours apart through two in-person appointments. The first appointment is to get informed consent, and the second is to administer the first pill. Interesting, as our own Senator Perry has pointed out, two visits, one for informed consent, and the second one for the procedure is also recommended for
0: vasectomies. Whoa, wait, hang on a second. Wait just a minute. Do you mean to tell me that after all these years of the pro-abortion crowd saying, why don't you get vasectomies, mandate, mandate vasectomies, every man should get a vasectomy, all that, that there is actually a similarity in these procedures after all? Well, now, because now, see, when the, when you get the, the medical abortion, which is the pill, which is like you get this uh, double dose of pill, like you take the one pill, and then you go this, and then you get you, you hit the second pill, I think, and then that's what does the, the the killing. So the but the the idea here is that you get the informed consent, and you you got to think it over. It's not like some rush job, right? You can't take advantage of your patient, abortion mill. You yeah, you have to give them information, informed consent. That's the idea, and then you come back and do the snip snip, or in the case of the abortion. You take the pill. Now, there's a third visit, but you don't even have to really show up for that. There's no enforcement mechanism. But it's there because some of the side effects of taking the pills look exactly like a life-threatening complication. So maybe it's good to see the doctor after you take the pills. I don't know. I mean, if you care about the life of the mother and all, you know? All right, so the uh, North Carolina General Assembly overrides the gubernatorial veto and uh, implements... A restriction, a limit on abortion, elective abortions, no excuse, um, elective abortions to the first trimester. And uh, you would think that we are, uh, I don't know what, forcibly impregnating and forcing every single woman in the state to carry the term, uh, given the reaction from Democrats in the media. But I repeat myself, it's just it's 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 like it's derangement. It's deranged. like the screaming, the like the some of the most vile things. Well, I guess it's pretty on brand, actually. Yeah, I mean it is on brand. I saw people that were threatening, uh, making all these like horrible comments to Trisha Cotham, uh, the Democrat who flipped to be a Republican and voted for this. Um, and she says this was a reason these are reasonable compromises, restrictions. These are reasonable. This is where most people are. And You know, they're wishing death upon her. They're like, I hope you die of long COVID. I mean, this is what they're tweeting, which, again, like, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Like, if you're okay lobbying for the, you know, the killing of the babies in utero, then I guess it's not that far of a stretch to be like, oh, well, you should die, too, for disagreeing with me. Right? Because the kids didn't do anything. But you're disagreeing with me, and that's okay. Chris, welcome to the program. Hello, Chris. Hey,
2: uh, thank you for uh, taking my call. Yes, sir. I, so I'm 34 years old. I'm single. I'm not in a relationship. I don't have kids. I wanted. I just asked my doctor off the cough uh, if I could get a vasectomy,
0: uh-huh. and he
2: said absolutely not. No. I said no because I'm only 34. I'm single.
0: Yeah. And I have no kids. Yeah. And. It, it, wait, wait, wait. But if you really, really wanted it, why wouldn't he do it for you? Because it is the hospital's protocol.
2: It's the care providers. He told me that it's their protocol that I at least have to be married and have dual party consent for them to put me under the knife. Really? And. It, 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 and he told me that no no hospital around will do that because I'm 34, I'm single, and I, I at
0: least don't have two children. Well, what if you were gay? They won't do it. What if you're gay and married with no kids? They won't do it. That's amazing. Um,
2: And I don't think that the 12-week limit is unreasonable given that the uh, all of the other advanced nations in Europe they have 12 week, week limit I honestly think a, a 2 week limit is bad I I don't agree with it at all personally that's my, my personal opinion but I don't think uh, abortion should be allowed after 12 weeks? I, I To me, I think that's uh, the most common sense law that I think I've seen North Carolina pass in a long time.
0: Right. Well, and, and to that point, Chris, I appreciate the call, sir, uh, and thanks for the information. I had no idea. That's crazy. But the um, to your point about common sense and a moderate kind of a bill coming from the Republicans, this is what they did on the voter ID bill, too. Remember? They did the same thing. They said, hey, we've got Voter ID, the voters approved it in a referendum. So now we're going to construct this law. And they constructed essentially the most forgiving, the most liberal, not in a like political sense, but just, you know, forgiving. Like you you could, they had all these ways that if you didn't have an ID, you could still vote. They made every possible accommodation. For crying out loud, there's a van that's going to drive around and give people licenses at their homes. Right. They did everything to make this easy and the Democrats still oppose it. They still oppose it. There isn't any restriction that they're comfortable with. There isn't any election integrity measure that they are comfortable with. Every single rule that the right comes up with, the left opposes. And you start to wonder, do you guys just oppose every single rule because you don't want there to be any? And that is the answer. And that came through loud and clear during the floor debate last night. And they don't want to acknowledge it, but it's true. It's true. There was no limiting principle. All right, back to Amy Gailey.
1: The FDA recommends the third in-person follow-up visit, and this bill would not require the woman to show up for it. FDA approval for the abortion pill is limited to the first 10 weeks. This bill allows off-label use for an additional two weeks. The medication can still be used for other legitimate medical purposes by patients who have a different medical diagnosis. And please, let's reflect for a moment on the glaring hypocrisy of Democrats insisting that abortion bills should be prescribed off-label. If someone wanted to prescribe something off-label during COVID, they had a fit.
0: Oh, my goodness. What a great point. What a great point. Off-label means, like, you're not using it for the thing that it's designed for. Like, Viagra was originally designed for some other ailment, and they were like, whoa, that's an interesting side effect. And then the guys in the Scottish town didn't want to give back the samples, you know? So, like, the, like that's what off-label means. And so, yeah, when all of a sudden somebody wanted to eat some horse paste or something, oh, no, you can't do that. Horse paste face, you can't do that. But now, all of a sudden, because it's abortion, oh, we must must allow the off-brand or yeah off-label rather must allow it must allow it to occur yeah the the shifting of the goalposts
1: number three safety guardrails are common sense whether a woman seeks a medical or surgical abortion if a clinic offers medical abortion they should have to follow existing state law on administering abortion inducing drugs in person and disclose the risk associated with medical abortion in person Surgical abortion clinics should follow the same health care standards as ambulatory surgical centers. Mm-hmm. We should not sacrifice women's safety for convenience. One has to wonder, what corners are abortion centers cutting in order to keep their profits high? Surgical abortion is a surgical procedure and should be done in an ambulatory surgical care center. Democrats don't want North Carolina women to be informed about the consequences of their decision to have an abortion, and they don't want North Carolina women to be informed about resources available to them if they decide to keep the baby. Number two, women's privacy is protected under this bill. This bill prohibits reports sent to DHHS from containing any information that would make it possible to identify the woman. The reporting requirements in this bill are based on current law and for statistical purposes only.
0: Finally, that is one of the reasons, by the way, uh, why they have this data collection uh, component is because the data you're relying on the abortion providers to give it, right? You're, that that's that's been historically one of the issues here is the data collection at the source and who's doing the collection, right? People didn't want to be, oh, I don't want to report these numbers. Mm, I'm not so sure. Maybe might fudge a little bit on the gestational period, you know, the age of the the fetus, that sort of thing. So now we're going to set up reporting requirements. So now we can all find out what the actual information is. What is? What are the actual data, right? We're going to find out how many people are actually getting abortions, how long? far long are they, which... Places are complying. We're not going to have your names, but we are going to collect the data. Because now, because it's it's at the state level, right? Dobbs turns it back over to the state. Now the state has this interest in knowing the service being provided, to what extent, how often. That's sort of making sure that these clinics are clean and following the rules. It's amazing how You know, how the expansive uh, big government types all of a sudden become limited government proponents on this one issue. (laughs) Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading canning water storage radio communications herbal remedies home defense fermenting vegetables all sorts of stuff this is what carolina readiness supply does for beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers carolina readiness supply can help get your tickets now at carolina that's carolina veteran-owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out all right so obviously the problem with the and this uh this argument, uh, this makes the rounds among the left, among pro-abortion people, and they think that this is, like, so clever. The actual way to prevent any unwanted pregnancies is to not have the sex at all, right? That's that's the way you could do that, because there's no way the woman's going to know if a guy has the vasectomy. And also, um, to say that, like, oh, you're going to have a procedure done on your body— to prevent something from happening is a different thing than to say, oh, you're going to have that child removed from your body because you did something, right? One takes an affirmative step in order to put you in the position, and the other is a defensive maneuver, right? So you're taking action on the person's body before they've committed any kind of choice. See the difference? No, they don't. But they think, it's, they think it's a winning argument. They say it all the time. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Amy Gailey, State Senator Amy Gailey, is the, um, the one who's doing the top ten list of things that are true about this Senate Bill 20. Here is, I think we're at the final, I think this is the last one. In
1: 1992, Democratic presidential candidate William Jefferson Clinton said that abortion should be safe, legal, rare. That's what this bill does. It seems like Democrats and Roy Cooper only want it to be legal. Mm -hmm. They don't care about safe. They don't care about rare. They are willing to cut corners with women's safety and want abortion to be just another method of birth control without regard to the baby slowly growing inside its mother's womb. Today, the left celebrates abortion as a positive good. The number one truth about this bill is that it has exposed the Democrats for what they are, beholden to the abortion special special interests they depend on to run their election machine.
0: Ouch. When do rights obtain? That's the question. When do rights obtain? You have competing interests, you have competing claims, competing rights between the mother and and the infant, the baby growing inside, right? You've you've got competing claims. And when do the rights of the fetus obtain? When do they attach? When, when do they become equivalent to the mothers? And this is the question that Democrats in the floor debate never address. Never. I've been watching the abortion debate for over a decade in North Carolina uh, in the General Assembly. Because the Republicans keep running these bills, they've been doing it for years and years and years, the issue has been coming up repeatedly, and every time it comes up, this question is never addressed. And we got close to it yesterday, Democrats were making the argument that you don't have the right to tell a woman at all, ever. They say there should not be any restriction on a woman's right to choose. That's a principle of abortion on demand through the entire pregnancy. That's what that principle is. Now if you don't like that, uh, that that designation, if you don't like me defining it as that, then you better come up with some different language. You better come up with a more accurate representation of your position because when you get up there and you say there should be no restriction on a woman's right to choose, that's what that means. That's what it means. And no amount of your BS gaslighting is going to convince me that your words don't mean the things that I know they mean. Okay? That's all. Again, I can disagree. You could disagree. It's totally fine. Just don't whiz on my boots and tell me it's raining. That's all. That's all I ask. It's a pretty simple ask, I think. I do. I think it's pretty simple. Don't gaslight me like Roy Cooper. Strong majorities of North Carolinians don't want right-wing politicians in the exam room with women and their doctors. There there are no right-wing politicians unless you've invited one in on one of your visits. They're not in there with you. They're not Now if you're going to say you don't want any laws governing what? Any kind of medical practice at all? Okay. I'm sure some folks with some magic elixirs will be, you know, heading down the street any any minute now. Willing to sell you all sorts of miracle cures. Oh, what's the matter? You don't like that? You don't want to give up the FDA approval process for all the drugs and such? You don't want to... You're relying on Mandy Cohen for your face mask advice? No? Still want to do that? Okay. All right. Then no one's in the exam room. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.